This is episode 003 with Kelly Finley. Welcome to Be Contagious. My name is Coach Fernando Planels Jr., and I'm a college basketball coach who believes that leadership is the key to everything. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversation to help you discover ways to be an inspirational force with the people around you. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get contagious. Today's guest is University of Arizona assistant women's basketball coach Kelly Finley, who is going to talk about family, her time at Harvard, Colorado, and now Tucson, Arizona. You will love this one. Guys, welcome to Be Contagious. We're in Dallas, and I've got a very, very special guest. We have the most energetic, enthusiastic, unbelievable, high energy <laughs> coach Kelly Finley. She's the assistant coach at Arizona in beautiful Tucson, Arizona. You got it. Kelly, how you doing? Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. I tell you what, I, I really I don't so have the here. most energy now. No, come it, on, come it, on. No. I feel like this is, you know. Well, let's, I mean, we, we're going to, we're going to jump around all different parts. Okay, okay? I, can, I can go there with you. The one thing that I've noticed about you, and I see you on the road all the time, mm-hmm. like how do you get your energy? Well, I drink a lot of coffee. Okay. I gave that up, but okay. (laughs) Uh, I guess it's just part of who I am. Right. Uh, Every morning when you wake up, you have to decide to be the best, and and part of being your best is bringing energy and a smile and making people happy. Now, how much of how you were raised, your family background, your family culture played a part in that? Probably a lot, uh, but maybe more so a little bit. My parents are a little old school, and... um, mental toughness and you know there's always going to be hardships there's always going to be things that are difficult and it's how you choose to embrace them and how you cho- choose to face them that's right. going to make a difference in your everyday life right now okay you grew up in minnesota i did All right. so you have to have that mental toughness for the snow the sleet <laughs> that negative 20 degree weather yeah. you know yeah and you're the oldest of three i am four. the oldest of four, four. Oldest that's of right four. Brother's a professional hockey player you in Finland. You got Daughter it. just graduated from Harvard. Yeah, the baby. Yep. So growing up, as you know, we talk about a lot on different podcasts about the oldest child syndrome. They're usually the most responsible. They're the pleaser. Mm-hmm, they're the yes, best. They're yeah, the they're, favorite. They're the best and the favorite. Uh-huh. Okay, we can go with that. <laughs> but, but what challenges has happened because you have that? Um... Oh gosh, my brother would tell you, tell you I don't have enough fun in my life. And all of these <laughs> things. Yeah, this is what he would tell you, but that's his opinion. Right. You know, that's okay. Um, you know, I think one of my sisters in particular, and this isn't as much tied to um, being the oldest child as it is being grateful and being thankful. Um, my middle sister is, is severely handicapped. Um, and so that has come with a lot of responsibility for all of us. Um, we've watched my mom sacrifice and, um, you know, to go with along with what you were saying, you know, and being on time, being able to always help, being able to always have a positive attitude, being able to smile when things are hard and all that stuff. And so I think that has impacted my life and affected me. Maybe more than my birth order. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, so that takes a lot of gratitude. Yeah. Right? Like, And there's a lot of talk on being thankful and having gratitude. Are there any things that you do so you have that that attitude of gratitude every single day? Oh, geez. 
I guess I would have to rack my brain, but um, you know, when when I don't see my sister, she's had a huge, tremendous impact on my life. And um, one thing we talk about with our players a lot is um, something that's important to us. You've been given a, a gift and a skill set, and so we need to use our gifts, right? So um, be thankful for the gifts you have, even if they're ones that you don't realize. Mm. I.e., people say, Kelly's so loud. Oh, right. my gosh. She's always out there. Really okay, well, I don't know. So, do you know me? Yeah. No way. Um, but I think you know, part of that is be thankful for your voice. You have a voice, so use it, you know, and, and little things like that. So Now, have you found that, you know, with the coaching, now you've been at several different schools, uh, Harvard, Colorado, and now Arizona. Is there a, probably maybe a culture of our student-athletes not having that sense of gratitude or just young people in general? I don't know if it's, it's so much gratitude, but it is, you know, we're given so many things. Right. Uh, we have, you know, instant gratification, all our social media and everything. And it's, oh, you're so wonderful. You're so great. You're so, here, let me give you more. Let me give you more. Let me give you more. Well, to whom much is given, much is expected. Right, right. right. Um, and that was always huge for my parents um, and instilling in us. Yeah, you'll get, you know, cool shorts and cool tops and cool whatever. But hard work is, yeah. what, is, is what gets you those things. And, um at some point, you still need to do your job. Right. And when you do your job, that doesn't always mean you're going to get a pat on the back. It right. means you do your job. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's something that we need to continue to help instill in all people, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what age you are, whether you're in college, whether you're in high school or, you know, 30 years old like us and kind of trying to do our thing. 50? Forty. I did not say fifty. You said something very interesting. I did not say fifty. You you said interesting. You said expectation. Yeah. Right. So obviously, you know, I know when I was the oldest in, in my small family, me and my sister, um, you're the oldest. So there's a lot of expectations. Yeah. How do you teach um, your family, your players, anybody around you that expectations is a huge part of how to succeed? It's hmm. a great question. Um, I guess my whole life we've always done a lot of goal setting, mm. you know, um, and you know here's the expectation or here's here's the minimum, here's your vision. This is where you want to get to, um, but it's not good enough just to have that. What is your plan right. and how are you going to get there, you know? And so I think understanding expectations cl- and clearly communicating them mm-hmm. is huge, and you can see that from parents to kids from coaches to players, from teachers to students, you know, and I think that transcends a lot of different areas in life. But on top of those expectations, there needs to be a plan. Right. There needs to be a support system. There needs to be a trust of, hey, I'm going to push you, and I expect this out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, it's, you have to be willing to help somebody get there as well. Right. You know, right. so. You said something about vision, mm-hmm. you know. And we talk a lot about enlarging our vision, yeah. you know, because we're so very limited. We, we do this activity where we, we tell a group of, of our student athletes or a group of business people, wherever we are, and we say, all right, now listen, um, you can have any car in the world that you want. Tell me what car you want and how many you want. Right. People write down, I want a Lamborghini, Ferrari. And I'm like, great. Well, how many do you want? I say, well, one. Other people say two. Maybe <laughs> you'll get some four. 
And, and just that alone limits your vision. Mm-hmm. So I told the group, I said, wait a second. Why don't you want the Lamborghini in every street, in every town, in every city, in every state, in the world? In every corner. In every, boom, you just enlarged my vision. <laughs> so right there, like you're enlarged. Like, so how do you, now I told you that long story. How or what have you seen that works in terms of helping people enlarge their vision? Oh, geez, that's a tough question. Um, I got tons of them. You do. Very thoughtful. Um, you know, I think that you have to start with realistic, you know, how you have to understand how somebody sees himself. Okay. Right? And you have to understand. So that exercise is a perfect example, right? So if you do the exercise and you tell me four cars and in one color and in one city and one street, right? Then that tells me a lot about you, mm-hmm. right? So then asking more and more questions and helping people expand their mind and think ways that they don't think. That's a very vague answer and it's not a, a right. concrete something, you know what I mean? But in just communicating with people and helping them understand, whoa, there's all these things. Somebody said to me the other day, um, what would you want to do if you didn't coach? Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever the conversation turned into, well, well, why would you want to work there? Why wouldn't you want to own the shop? Right. You know, well, right. wait a second. But it makes you think, you know, and until people challenge you in those ways, you're going to continue to think inside the box. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, too many of us think it, it, we're, we, we try to be just too comfortable. Yeah. You know, and we, we don't make decisions. Yeah. Decision making is a skill. Mm-hmm. So we stop making decisions. So we no longer sharpen that sword. Yeah. And then we go down this spiral that we wonder by the time we reach my age, like, what have I done? Yeah. I'm not doing something that, that I want to do. Right. How do you avoid that in your personal life? Well, that and I will add to that before I answer your question is that's also, I think, largely tied to fear. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone, but you consciously maybe don't even realize that there's fear associated with that. Right. You know, um, so I guess back to your question, how do you how do you stay out of that? Oh, gosh, you have to just keep learning. Pushing yourself, <laughs> good. Yeah, challenging yeah, yeah. yourself, you know. And um, somebody asked me yesterday, um, "How do you take criticism?" Mm. Oh my gosh, it's the best way to learn. Yeah, right. Um, and it has to be honest and truthful and transparent. But people who are willing to to challenge you right. and push you and help you to see things differently. God, you can't surround yourself with enough people like that. Now, you need a little love every once in a while, right, too. Right. You know, a little pat on the back, you right. know, whatever. But but cha- continuing to challenge yourself. And in, in, in what we do, you know, what you do is wonderful. Okay, let's go into the film industry. Mm. Let's go into the schools. Let's go check out what do they do in Fortune 500 companies. It's not too different than a college athletics. Absolutely. You know, because in essence, it's, it's big business. Yeah. Um, so understanding and looking at different perspectives and different things and then applying it directly to what you mm-hmm. think is huge. You said something, criticism, you want criticism because yeah. that's how you get better. So Tim Grover, he's the uh, Michael Jordan's trainer. He said, I was watching him speak one day, he said, there is no difference between criticism and feedback. Yeah, It's exactly the same. Obviously there's tone and how it's delivered and everything else. But I thought that was, I was like, man. Why, feedback makes you feel better? Well, I, apparently, <laughs> like, Coach, I like feedback. Or I never heard anybody say, Coach, I want some criticism. Can you yeah. criticize me today? Uh-huh. But maybe if we said that, maybe we'll just get the elephant out of the room and we'll yeah, do it. Sure. All right, now, you so, 
just give a quick, I'm going to give you a quick, now you, you went to Northwestern first, then Colorado State, finished school and an illustrious basketball career with the Rams. <laughs> hardly, um, hardly. Now after that, and I know, okay, we talked about Harvard, Colorado, and now Arizona. Correct. Did I miss anything before Harvard? Okay, so went right to Harvard. Obviously, there are different cultures at all of those schools. Yeah. How have you been able to be very successful? Because you are one of the top recruiters in the country. Oh, thank you. Um, sweet. I've seen you in action. I've seen you work. Um, so, so the, and there are reasons behind it that you're able to succeed at three different types of schools. Oh gosh, I haven't really thought of what you know one thing is the common factor, but I will tell you this. When I first started working, um, I was a volunteer assistant. Mm. It was the best thing I ever did. Uh, a I volunteer was, assistant in Boston, you got Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Folks, the cost I of living. I should say in, this, in but twelve hundred dollars for a basement, one room, yeah, it's a little steep. Wow, and that yeah. was eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so, um, one of the best things that I ever did, though, was sit down with one of our men's assistants there who happened to come from Duke. Yes. Yes. And uh, one of the things that he taught me is everything you do is about people, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so when you're recruiting, when you're selling, when you're promoting, um, make sure that you remember that every single piece, every single person is a piece to that recruit's puzzle, is a piece to your boss's puzzle, is a piece to your coworker's puzzle. And so make sure that you're aware and you connect with all those people. Now, I might not be able to say, okay, um, I'm going to go talk to the AD's wife Mm -hmm. or the AD's husband or or however that is, right? But I'm aware of who those pieces are and how they fit together. Um, And I think that that's something that transcends no matter where you are. Right. Um, And and, and just understanding that, that people really truly are the most important um, and how you treat people, it matters. Right. Um, maybe that. I'm gonna stop you. Go ahead. I'm gonna stop you because you just made a great, is it analogy or example? I don't know. <laughs> of a puzzle. Yeah. So what you're saying is yeah. that every person is a puzzle. Yeah. And you are putting in the pieces to connect all of it together. Correct. And sometimes I think about my analogy is, we're we're trying to play a chess game. We're not trying to play checkers. Mm. Um, in checkers, you jump over people, and then you eliminate and get right. rid of, right? In chess, you have to understand what each piece brings. Right. They can all do different things. Yes. You know, and then how do they all move together on your team to make them move forward? And so I think that was one of the greatest things that I've learned that I've taken, you know, everywhere that I've been, and I think it's helped us to, to find success in many ways. You have no idea how powerful that is. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, think about it, right? So when you think about it, even... Even just in recruiting mm-hmm. or dealing with people, like I think people don't understand how to service other people. Yeah. And that's just another way to do it. It's actually taking the time to know, all right, well, what, what is, I see Kelly's puzzle, yeah. but what piece can I put in to fill her needs exactly. for what she needs at that certain amount of time? Exactly. And, and I think a lot of us stay on autopilot and not on drive. Yeah. And, and we're just like, oh, aimlessly. But yeah. the checkers pieces. <laughs> You have to be intentional. I love intentional. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, that's great because that's going to be my next thing <laughs> because most people are not intentional. Yeah, for sure. Right? All right. So so what do you do? Or is it natural to you oh, now? Oh, God, no. Yeah. Now? Now? Maybe more so than ever. Um, it's 
it's a challenge because when you start right. anything in any business, it's like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do more. I'm going to put my head down. If I work harder, then I'm going to get where I want to go. Yeah. You know, and I might not see that clear vision, but I'm, I'm going to, it's just going to happen. Yeah, that's not how it works. Right. You know, and so being intentional about, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, for me, you talk about energy and these kinds of things and, um, I get a lot of energy by being by myself, mm. you know, and just I'm either on 100 or zero, right? you know, and we could see that as a strength or a weakness, but it just is reality, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but understanding even being intentional in your personal life, right, is, okay, I'm going to shut my phone off for this one hour mm-hmm. and the world is not going to come crashing down, right? you know, right. Um, and so just being intentional about those things, being intentional about how do I plan my day? What is my day going to look like when I get up in the morning? Or the day will run you over. Yes, yes. <laughs> You'll get to 10 p.m. and be like, wait, what just happened today? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm a list maker. I mean, right. I'm a list maker. Oh, okay? you're one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those. I do like you to check, check boxes. You check? Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a list maker. Well, no, I pretend I do. I make a list and then I forget I have that list until like four days later. And I'm like, oh. I go back and then I rewrite the list on another piece of paper. <laughs> it's. But do you ever check a box? Uh, I don't ever know if I get anything done, hmm. actually. But, <laughs> but good to I know. love good it. To know. All right, intention, yep. puzzles. That is all great stuff. All right, my last two questions. All right, first one, one of the most important ones. Okay. When they make the Kelly Finley movie, <laughs> okay, who is playing you? Oh Lord, I don't know. You don't know this about me, but I don't know actors and actresses very well. What? Why don't you tell me who would play me? Oh boy, this is this is tough. I mean, well, it depends. We could go maybe a Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, okay, um, I can get with that. Um, Brooke Wyckoff already said Cameron Diaz. Okay, but we, I can see that. That's a great for Brooke. We may have to maybe, if we pay if we pay Cameron more money, maybe she'll play you. We can. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't know who it, I'm trying to think like who who would be a good one to play you. I might have to get back to that. Um, maybe one of the X Men. What's the girl who does all the flips? <laughs> the red hair girl. Maybe maybe that'll be maybe her. That'll that be really good. good. She has some pretty good energy. That sounds all right. Last question for you. And you know we really believe that in order to be successful in life, you have to fall in love uh-huh. with a few things. Okay. Right. I know you're very successful, <laughs> and I know you're always trying to get to another level. Okay. So. So what are you in love with? Oh, God, you don't want to know. My favorite <laughs> place on earth, Hawaii. Yes. It is my safe haven. I think it is one of the only things that I am totally in love with. Okay. And I say things, I mean places. Because right. I think it's just the experiences that it brings me. And every year I've been fortunate enough to have traveled enough to yeah. have enough points to <laughs> to go for free, seemingly right. enough, right? Um but I, I just, I love the time that I get to spend with my family right. um, there. And I like, it, it re-energizes me. And I love the beach and the trees. And there's not one thing that I don't love about it. Right. For sure. That is awesome. Yeah. Hawaii and Hawaii. family. Hawaii, family, that's about it. That's pretty good. That's good. Intention puzzles. Boy, yeah. this, is, this has been awesome. <laughs> this has been awesome. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have all the little social media contacts for you to reach out to Coach Kelly. Um, Please do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Amazing nuggets dropped by Kelly Finley of Arizona. 
that part about puzzles and finding the different pieces to connect them and to connect with your audience, absolutely invaluable. Hope you enjoyed that one, everyone. Please, please let us know. Share it on all the social media outlets. Tweet it, Instagram it, Facebook, whatever it is. Let's get this message out and help each other be inspired. Remember, be great, be the light, and be contagious. I do this for the kids who sit a bit outside the mix, who maybe cope through humor just to fit in for a bit, who never let the world know when depression's setting in. To all of those who know you, that impression don't exist, and it ain't counterfeit. It's just a way to counter it. I'm living things I dream.